Hello and welcome to this new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter Samuel Mangi. Today, Sister Biki Runga will be talking about Give Me That Water during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Emmanuel Sunday talk about weight control. We also have great tunes that will be coming your way. To start off... That is still keeping me company. Here's today's health segment by Emmanuel Sunday. Karibu. 
Welcome to our health programs. In our program today, we're going to talk about weight control. In order for weight control to be successful, it must represent a permanent change in lifestyle. The old lifestyle has been demonstrated to produce overweight and a change for a few weeks or months followed by a return of the former lifestyle will be unsuccessful. One should learn the difference between appetite and hunger. Appetite is given to us by a loving creator to help us enjoy essential food. The basic need of the person, however, is not the enjoyment of food. The need is for nutrients. Appetite encourages us to supply the need. Thoughts of food should not fill the mind. One may properly use the appetite to assist in selections to fill the need. The need may be for raw food, for whole grains, or for vegetables or fruit. Appetite can help one to choose the kind of raw food, the type of grain, or the style of preparation. These needs have been established by the Creator who is willing to give us power to fill these needs. Through watchfulness and prayer, one may receive all of his needs, including control of appetite. The general principles of weight control are begin each week with a 24- to 40-hour fast. Hunger can be made to be experienced on schedule. Correct sleep gives one more willpower. Be regular. Get a good breakfast. For example, a half cup of a cooked cereal, two servings of fruit, one slice of whole grain bread, a half tablespoon of peanut butter, use no empty calories. Not a morsel between meals. This is a principle of life. Eat a good lunch. For example, about 250 calories of main dish, 100 calories of a cooked vegetable, a raw vegetable, less than 100 calories of whole grain bread, a half tablespoon of peanut butter, which can be substituted by a half ounce of nuts if desired, and then light exercise after meals to promote digestion. Never lie down after meals. Daily moderate exercise in the amount of one to five hours. Heavy exercise suppresses the appetite. Avoid irritants. Anything that irritates the stomach or the nervous system acts as a stimulant to the appetite. Mayonnaise, mustard, caffeine, alcohol, baking powder, spices such as black pepper, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, ginger, are very irritating to the body. Avoid crushes or fads. Retrain yourself now in a lifestyle which you expect to maintain forever with only minor variations. Drink plenty of water between meals, enough to keep the urine pale. Some of the things that overweight people have in common are 1. They don't take adequate exercise. They also take bites that are too big, they eat too fast and chew poorly. They skip or skimp breakfast. They prefer refined foods, usually foods that are white before coloring added, such as sugar, polished rice, white green products from flour, such as macaroni, spaghetti, starch, biscuits, rolls, bread, etc. Free fats, concentrated proteins such as milk powders, meat substitutes, textured or dried protein products. They usually use fermented, putrefied, or aged products such as vinegar, mayonnaise, pickles, mustard, alcohol, cheese, and overripe fruits. They use caffeine-containing drinks and other stimulants. They use food classed as stomach irritants. They don't have a definite satiety level or appreciation of thirst. 
they don't understand the proper use of willpower, more properly called will action, and the steps necessary to resist temptation. Using a determined will to watch carefully for anything that might threaten the success of the program. And as soon as that threat is identified, remove oneself, if at all possible, from the potential temptation. Removal is impossible. Blank out the temptation by making the mind filled with other activities. Only if all other measures are, are unavailable, does not have to fall back on force of determination to prevent a sleep. Train the imagination to dwell on scenes that present no temptation. Don't fall into the traps of just this one thing or just this one time. A rule of thumb determines your desirable weight is to figure 100 pounds for the first 5 feet in height. A young man should add 7 pounds for each inch above 5 feet, and a woman should add 5 pounds for each inch above 5 feet. An ideal diet for the day may consist a generous breakfast, a good dinner, and a spare supper. Dear listener, thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you abundantly. For those who just joined us, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Do not forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276-100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org.
to get a special nourishment from Sister Becky Arunga. Karibu. The Lord is coming soon and that is the herald note of jubilee and to all believers who really wait for that glorious blessed day of his coming. I invite you to this time that we may study God's word together. Wherever you are, if you can access your Bible, that we may be able to study and see exactly what God has in store for us. And even as we do that, we need to pray that the Spirit of God may teach us and lead us along and lead us to all ways of truth. I am Becky Arunga, let us pray. Thank you, everlasting Father. You are our shield and you are our rock. You are our redeemer and you are our defender. Your word is daily speaking to us, Lord. And I just pray that as we commence to study your word, you may fill us with your spirit of truth to guide us along paths of life everlasting. Thank you for your loving kindness, for I pray... In Jesus' name, amen. Now, beloved, the divinity of Jesus amazes us. 
because we know that the entire heaven was poured unto us in one gift, the man Jesus Christ. In him we have salvation, we have redemption, and in him we have this hope that surely he shall come again to take us away from the cares of this world. When we read the accounts given by John, in the book of John chapter 4, we're reading from verse 11, it is a continuation of the story of Jesus and the woman of Samaria. That the woman of Samaria, once Christ Jesus had asked her for a drink, for a cup of water, she went ahead to give excuses based on the prejudice of the time. But today, verse 11 gives us this account. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband, and come here. Beloved, allow me to leave it at that juncture in verse 16, that we have a situation, as I have said, that Christ Jesus is seeking water from this woman of Samaria. But instead of giving him water, the woman goes into giving explanations as to why she thinks that Christ cannot even have water. The woman says that the well is deep. And secondly, you have nothing to fetch this water. Then where will you get that living water? In addition, she further says that, are you greater? She is now questioning the capability of Jesus and is saying, are you greater than Jacob who gave us this well? and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock. And it reminds me of our different situations in life, that for us to receive, we have to give. For us to obtain, we have to surrender. That for us to be lifted up, we have to go down. And in this instance, as Jesus is seeking to give this woman water, is trying to bring the woman to the point of surrendering to the power of Jesus. We find this woman is giving excuses like many of us. When God is giving us a clear command and in the book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, Jesus is telling us, bring ye the tithes and offerings into my storehouse that there may be meat in my house. But that is the juncture that we bring up many excuses regarding why we cannot obey the simple admonition or command of God to bring the tithes and offering in his house. We may say, God, you know I have given you so much, or perhaps the pastor will, over, will misuse it, or rather they, I usually give it to the people in the street. I don't have to bring it to church. But the precept of God was clear, that bring ye the tithes and offerings into my house, that there may be meat in the storehouses. And I wonder, God was specific as to where it ought to have been brought, and that was in his house. But we may excuse and say, I gave it to the children in the street. I took it to the children's home. That is fine. But God is calling us to a higher perspective, a deeper understanding, an impression of taking him at his word. 
and that's why this Samaritan woman is telling Christ, you have nothing to draw with. It's like in essence trying to say, you are not able to do that which you have said you can do. Because God is saying, once you do that, test him on this word and see whether he shall not pour unto you blessing. But some of us would be like, God, how would you pour the blessing to me? How would you bless me because I've just died? And it's the same way this woman was questioning the ability of Jesus to provide living water. But even so, Jesus did not stop at that because the woman was focusing on the temporal, on the water that needs a cup or something to be drawn with, the water that is in a well that appears deep, the water that Jacob and his sons drank from. But Christ is speaking from a living water that was, that is, that is to come. Christ is speaking of a living water that never runs dry. And so, in verse 13, Jesus says, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Verse 14, But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And Jesus is trying to bring this woman to a deeper understanding of what it means to have the joy of full salvation in your heart. Jesus is bringing this woman to the joy of saying that since I gave my life to Jesus, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. He's trying to bring her to the point of view of saying, I have more days to, to sing God's praise because he has made me glad in my heart. But that was too deep still for the woman to understand because verse 15 he says, The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. In essence, she still has the view that the water that Jesus is trying to give is just a temporal water so that she can no longer come to draw water at, at midday when the sun is too hot and high overhead. But Christ still did not stop at that. He went further to explain and tell her, Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. At that point, Jesus happened to have scratched a very key component in this woman's life. Her life was open bare before Christ. And at that moment, she was feeling like there is something about this person that I'm speaking to that is quite different. For we have been able to sustain a conversation so deep, so profound. And it appears like this man can be of help. And so the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Beloved, I do not know what things you need Christ to do in your life for you to believe that he is God. I do not know what thing you're waiting for God to do before you can say that of a fact I have now believed that you are God. You remember when Peter was fishing and the whole night he caught no fish. In the morning hours when Jesus came and he was asked to launch into the deep to catch some fish, the net was so heavy that when he saw Jesus he said, depart from me for I am a sinful man. So as for Peter, it took that miracle for him to see that he was in the presence of the divine. When we look at the encounter of Moses, Moses was told the bush appeared to be burning, but it wasn't really burning. 
and he was told to remove his shoes for the ground he was standing in was holy we have encounters of people who after something they say that truly the lord has been in this place and i'm just wondering what are you waiting for god to do before you can actually acknowledge that he is god the thief on the cross it is when he was on the cross that everything happening made him to acknowledge that jesus is the son of god and he made his repentant prayer and told jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom i don't know how many excuses you have given to god regarding obeying his commands regarding taking him at his word and how far you have been laboring over a point that god has been teaching you if god has been teaching you forgiveness and you have been saying my friend dear jesus you need to understand that this person has hurt me over and over again but beloved how many times have we hurt god and god says that we should not love does not keep a record of wrongs then it means that even when someone hurts you it never reaches a point of over and over again for love does not keep a record of wrongs and now i invite you to god's presence whatever it is that you have been struggling with let us commit it to god in prayer that he can help us to overcome it and that we may seek him earnestly let us pray thank you lord your word is true and honest and it is sure it enlightens our eyes now i pray that you may teach us this day to take you at your word to learn of you and of your patient ways and to know exactly what you have in store for us just as you did with the woman at the well now lord i pray that you may quench the thirsting of our souls this day i pray in jesus name amen thank you very much for finding time to join it has been a blessing studying god's word with you till next time be blessed I hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give your views about this show by writing to the producer, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also drop us an email at awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Have a blessed and a fruitful day as you continue to listen to other shows. Be sure to join us tomorrow. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mangi.
Peace. 